0: What's up?
1: nothing much happy birthday thank you what do you got planned or what have you uh what have you done i mean besides this podcast <laughs> uh well, i just got done besides. with work
0: and that's it um <laughs> no i mean we um uh got a text from the humane society today that they got uh, a dog in that is the type of dog that we're looking for so i think we're gonna do a foster to adopt starting tonight that's cool yeah, so we'll awesome. see. What kind is it? See how that goes. Uh, she looks like a uh, uh, mix uh, between a Shih Tzu and a Poodle, so she is small.
1: She's a poo shit.
0: Yeah, she's a shitty pootie.
1: <laughs> shit poo. She's a shit poo. <laughs> I feel like that. What joke? Where's that joke from? I feel like it's uh, you know, maybe Charles Nelson Riley or somebody making fun of Charles Nelson Riley, like. She's part bulldog, part shih tzu. She's a bullshit. <laughs> like, it's a really old, God, like... yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know where that's from. Oh, well.
1: Um, all right, well, do you guys have any plans tonight?
0: Uh, Well, I mean, we were going to go out to dinner, but then, like, this all came together, so we're probably oh. just going to uh, order pizza in and, I don't know, watch a movie in wrestling, maybe?
1: That reminds me of what I wanted to say. Um, first of all, sorry about ruining your birthday <laughs> by, ah, by okay. forgetting to watch the show again. But also I got so Peacock did like a uh, sort of a Spotify wrapped type thing where they sent like my, um, you know, watching metrics for the year. And it was like, your number one genre was sports. And I was like, what, what? the hell? Really? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I forgot wrestling is a sport. It's because I think like you yeah. were the one that used my Peacock the most, and it was for every wrestling event that was on Peacock.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry
1: about it. <laughs> I, I don't care. I just, at least someone was using it, but I just thought it was funny where I was like, "Sports? What the hell?" I was like, "Oh yeah, wrestling." I forgot. <laughs> forgot that was a sport. Well, wrestling that... and NASCAR for that matter, like the two uh, things that people yeah, say are NASCAR you know. and um, uh,
0: football. I think was on Peacock occasionally. Maybe
1: a little football. Yeah. You can watch a little football at work. <laughs> um, that was going to be my joke about the clicking sound. I was like, oh, Ted, that wasn't my microphone. I'm playing nude egg. I'm playing egg guy. Oh, oh my while, God. While we're doing the podcast. <laughs> so that's all you hear. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I've never gotten this far. Um, all right. Well, should we get going? Yeah, might as well. All right. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning.
0: It's a show about one thing, watching curb your enthusiasm
1: for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we will be talking about Season 9, Episode 7, Namaste. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, which was the accidental text on purpose. And we didn't have any homework, but I found some trivia and tidbits, including, that's right, another appearance by Michael E. Perry. Ugh the clip that Leon sends to Larry featuring Sophia Loren is from the 1965 winner for best foreign language film at the Oscars that year, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is from the third segment, Mara, in case you want to see some hot Sophia Loren action that'll get you <laughs> rock hard. Uh, Jesus Christ. The, <laughs> um, Instantly Larry, canceled. <laughs> uh, the, I'll, I'll save this one. Um, the ultimatum was from several true events. Actor Michael E. Perry introduced Larry David to his parents. A month later, his parents gave Michael an ultimatum, them or Larry David. I mean, doesn't that just sound like bullshit? Why did this guy do this? Why did this guy go in and insert himself in all these trivia sections and why is it flying? (laughs) Uh, Sometime later, oh wait, uh, then Michael introduced Larry to his bookie. Sometime later, the bookie gave Michael an ultimatum, him or David. Finally, Larry David introduced Perry to Martin Scorsese, Martin was so irritated at how Perry was obsessed with every little thing, and gave Larry an ultimatum: him or Michael E. Perry. David and Perry didn't speak for six months. What the hell? I don't get this. <laughs> and I what, even what tweeted the at the guy. What the hell? Um, it's got Michael E. Perry again. So I even tweeted at Michael E. Perry, but he has not tweeted us back from at no hugging. Ah, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I was like. Uh, so his his Twitter. In case people want to tweet at him, the last time he tweeted was ten December. I checked to see if he was active. So he's LCBC. Oh, LCB Chef Perry uh, and Ted. He's in Texas, so we might send you on oh, location. Shit. To- okay. <laughs> To find this guy. I don't know where he lives. But I was like... This is that
0: gonzo-style
1: journalism you get when you join the It's a Hyundai tier. (laughs) That's right. Um, (laughs) I said, okay, we have to know, are you the Michael Perry chef and actor that has inserted himself into the trivia section of several uh, season nine Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes on IMDb? But he has not... Nothing. He has not Not gotten back to us. Yeah. (laughs) But I did... Let me see. I tweeted at him on the... five days ago so that was the 15th and he hasn't tweeted since the 10th so he might not be you know uh, he might not be chronically online (laughs) so (laughs) we'll see maybe one day we'll get the answer to this uh but you gotta stay tuned um i think there was one more thing oh yeah um that's all from trivia and tidbits
0: okay but we do have some rather huge news to get into, because this is the first time that we've recorded an episode since this news broke. Which news are you talking about? Uh, the fact that uh, maybe in a couple of months we're not going to have a show to talk about.
1: Right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, So They Say, is officially ending with season 12, which premieres February 4th. We talked about that uh, last week. Uh, February 4th at ten PM on HBO and Max at the same time. I guess am I going to be able to watch this right at ten? That's pretty cool. Probably,
0: probably. I know that's how they were doing the uh, premieres for like uh, House of the Dragon and like big, uh-huh. big, big show premieres. It was simulcast on uh, on Max and um, HBO. Like you, you could log in, not log in, because uh, I mean, whoever gets logged out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These things? <laughs> uh, you could click on the item like and like watch it prior to whatever like 10 p.m. and it'll just start like a, like a kind of like a countdown oh, lobby. Cool.
1: Uh well I'm, I like that. Um I still don't know if we're going to watch as it airs and and try to do two podcasts a week, but um yeah, yeah now so, that so that's going to
0: be so like so called the last season. I don't I don't
1: know if that's how I want to end the curb run. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe we don't do like a full on Full review, maybe we just watch it and talk about it for Patreon like we do for our movie reviews where yes you know we just come on and we talk about it, like oh that was funny and here's the and it was cool to see that star and they might be 30 minutes knowing me they'll probably still be an hour, but that will be our <laughs> patreon content. What do you think of that because that I, doesn't require taking notes. I the like episode that. will take 30 minutes to watch. who knows how long the podcast will take o- but honestly yeah.
0: we kind of uh, maybe like a, like a day after reaction
1: record yeah and, and then yeah. I can
0: put that up almost like instantly.
1: Yeah, just just straight up raw reactions. We're never going to edit them. They're never going to go on. Well, I don't know. I'm not I never say never, but they're they're not going to be on main feed while the season's airing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it's not going to no. be like where you get it a week early. Like this is Patreon only. Yeah. Um, this is going to
0: be Patreon yeah. only baby.
1: So I like that idea actually. Now that I've taken a little bit of the work out of it for us, <laughs> now that I'm like I am far too lazy to do this twice in one week. But just to get on and bullshit about it, I can do that. Yeah, uh, we just
0: like do that like after you know, either before or after we record the the typical episode, and just yes. keep it like real short.
1: Yeah, like just Monday we jump on and and we do it, and you you can, like you said you can pretty much post it immediately, and then we'll do our regular record whatever on on Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, however, like that, that shakes out. But so supposedly, this is the last season, and the ten episode season will conclude with a series finale on April seventh. Now, I, just like yeah, I was gonna say, I hope Larry gets shot <laughs> at the end, <laughs> like actually dies and does not come yes. back on the table like in the the yes. end. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I hope Larry David dies in episode ten of yeah. season eleven of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, feel like I, I have hope to he add dies. that qualifier i hope larry
1: david dies (laughs) full stop (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh, april 7th is when it'll be gone for good now like me you might be thinking isn't every season of curb the last doesn't larry david always say this is it i'm done and then he's creatively rejuvenated afterwards and he thinks of a great idea sometimes it takes six years sometimes um you know because the series is essentially operated with an open invitation from hbo it's just a green light. There's just It never turns yellow or red. It's always a green light. They're always willing to welcome Larry David back whenever he has an idea. Um, but this time, HBO is saying, this is Larry David's final season. Uh, and here's what Larry David said. As Curb comes to an end, I will now have the opportunity to finally shed this Larry David persona and become the person God intended me to be, the thoughtful, <laughs> kind, caring, considerate human being I was until I got derailed by portraying this malignant character uh, and so, Larry David, I bid you farewell. You, Your misanthropy will not be missed. And for those of you who would like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Doctors Without Borders. <laughs> get fucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... This article that I found goes on that says it traditionally pops up only periodically. By the late 2000s, the show got into an every other year groove, and then it took a big break, which we know from 2011 to 2017, where it returned from uh, season eight to season nine. Then it was back again in 2020, so a three-year break. Then 2021. So I, when you see it laid out like this, it's hilarious. Curb has had 12 seasons in 24 years, which by is the very, end of all this, which
0: is very <laughs> similar to the Venture Brothers. Uh, yeah, on, on, on Adult Swim. Let
1: me look at it because very similar had... to Futurama. When you the, look oh my at God, yeah, this is well, like Futurama. What season 11 is on Hulu well, now or
0: something. Yes, but Kirby Enthusiasm was never canceled. Futurama right. was canceled like, yeah,
1: that's true. Two,
0: two times.
1: It was original... all like self-imposed. Yeah, the hiatus. original
0: Fox cancellation. Then it was picked up by Comedy Central uh, then the Comedy Central cancellation, which had a great ending. My God, the ending was the that the comedy... one falling
1: off a building ending.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, that it yeah. was it. Was that? Um. But the ending to that incredible, and then they brought it back for this fucking dog shit Hulu season.
1: I liked it. I just finished you it. Like actually, the Hulu yeah. season,
0: man. I don't think it's I... missed
1: a step. What do you not like about it?
0: I. I liked uh, maybe half of the episodes, but the other half, maybe like a single <laughs> chuckle in the entire entire uh, episode.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I got I got out of it what I what I normally do, and I thought it was a good. If this is all we get from Hulu, which would be hilarious. Like, why bring it back for eleven episodes or whatever it is? <laughs> well, I thought the ending was really good. I liked the whole. Uh, it, it, you know. it,
0: will be, it will be at least another season because they split the season into two halves. That's
1: what I figured. Like I said, Larry David famously had a green light at HBO to do a new season whenever he's ready. Jeff Schaefer, uh, executive producer, told Variety once, every season is the final season. When the, latest, when the last episode occurs, there will never be another episode of Curb. It just takes time for him to go out into the world. But it appears this time is the end for real. It's hard to say farewell to such a groundbreaking, brilliantly funny, and iconic series like Curb Your Enthusiasm which has left its mark across television and the comedy genre, said HBO CEO Casey Bloys. Casey Bloys! Uh, working Casey alongside-
0: <laughs> Casey Bloys! Casey
1: <laughs> Working alongside Larry David and Jeff Schaefer, as well as all the comedic masterminds that comprise our producers, cast, and crew, has been a joy that I will always treasure. Details about the final season are still scant, but Tracy Ullman is listed in the cast, which means... That If you know what we're talking about, which I don't remember, but we can expect to see the return of Irma Kostrowski, her brash and sometimes grotesque councilwoman whom Larry seduces with the goal of getting a local ordinance repealed, so some spoiler alerts for us. Uh, also returning are Jeff Garland, Susie Esmond, Cheryl Hines, J.B. Smoove, Richard Lewis, Ted Danson, and another famous guy we haven't seen on the show yet, Vince Vaughn, will be returning for season 12. So yeah, that is the big news. and. I don't know. I'll I'll believe it when Larry dies, like for real.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Like, <laughs> like actual in real life, this earth yes. as we know it, Larry yes. David bleh, dead.
1: That's, That's the only time I'll believe him. that
0: Curb has <laughs> no chance of coming back.
1: Yeah. Cause how I mean, he just seems like a guy who can't can't stop as much as he tried. I mean, six years. If you come back after six years, nothing's gonna stop you from, you know, coming up with a good idea and going, Oh, Okay, I think I want to do it again.
0: Okay, do we have any continuity that needs curbed?
1: Oh, wait, there was a bit of uh, in-universe, uh, just in-episode continuity Ooh, okay. that I uh, brushed over really quick. I got to open my notes again. And so Larry writes, blow me on his car, in the <laughs> after the guy writes, what does he write, bald asshole? Yes. And then Larry writes, blow me. And it's capital B-L-O-W-M and a lowercase e. But then, whenever the window was shown afterwards, it's all capitalized. Blow me. B-L-O-W-M. <laughs> capital E. Exclamation point. So it got erased, and then they rewrote it, and they didn't realize what they had done. I
0: mean, instead of, uh, I hope someone got fired for that blunder, I hope someone got blown for that
1: blunder. I hope somebody got fired for that blonder.
0: <laughs> ah, I hope
1: uh, I hope somebody had to blow for that blunder.
0: Ah, okay, that's a little much. That's a little much. Um, okay. If you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show despite the last 25 minutes being almost exclusively research and bullshit. We like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we're giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last seven years. Six years? Seven years. Seven years?
2: What are we? 2017? Six? Six Six years.
0: (laughs) God. God. Uh, and it's only going to get more complicated <laughs> <laughs> if we miss anything if we egregiously skip over anything please send us an email or send us a tweet it's at no hugging on twitter at no hugging underscore no learning on instagram or no hugging no learning show at gmail.com all those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts, if you like us, you can give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, or a five star rating on Spotify. If you've already done that, maybe you like us a little bit more than just giving us a rating or giving us a, a review. You can join us over on Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/NoHugging. Where for five bucks a month, you can join the "It's a Hyundai" tier. What if we should rename that? Because I mean, that's still a still a Seinfeld reference. Although I don't, I don't mind keeping yeah. it.
1: I kind of like it, but, yeah, it's a Season 1 Seinfeld reference. It's a very (laughs) early Seinfeld reference, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: But, yeah, for 5 bucks a month, you can join the It's a Hyundai tier, where that gets you early access to extended versions of all of our episodes. And, as we uh, revealed, it's probably going to get you some some quick BS discussions of the new season of Curb day after the episodes come out, Uh, talking uh, maybe... This, uh, this February, I think, is the premiere date for that, right?
1: February 4th. February 4th,
0: baby. So February 5th, maybe something hits the Patreon feed. Who knows? Not us.
1: Not <laughs> us.
0: No, definitely. No, not us. We we haven't, haven't really committed. No idea. Yet. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, joining us over on Patreon is going to put you into elite company along the likes of Liam M., Michael Klatsky, Derek Wayne, Nate Collins, Tamara Ortiz, the guys and gals over at the Ittyville Podcast, John Murphy, Danica Lagorio, J Dog Conlord, Nick Kudla, Adam Webb, and Megan Stolarski. Thank y'all so much again. Patreon.com/slash No Hugging. But Tim, that's not the only way they can help out the podcast. There's there's another way that they can do that as well.
1: Yeah, like create more work for yourself. Yes. Create more work for you. That work yes. that we always complain about having to find time for. <laughs> Start doing that in your own life by starting your own podcast and do it on Libsyn. I've only ever created podcasts on Libsyn. This podcast is on Libsyn. It's super affordable for you know the level that we need to do it at. We get all the storage that we need. We get all those interesting stats. And if you want to start a podcast on Libsyn, go to Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Use the promo code HUGGING and you get up to two months free.
0: And the link for that is also down in the description. All of that being said, Season 9, Episode 7, Namaste. Original air date, November 12th, 2017. And if you are looking in TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry Angers, a hot yoga teacher, hot hyphen yoga, (laughs) comma, has an auspicious first date, comma, and seethes over a run-in with an unfair Uber driver.
1: Wow, it's long.
0: It is long. And it's got an Oxford comma in there.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll see if we can make it better at the end. I'm not not too mad at it right now, just how long it is. But it, it covers things that are important in the episode. So we'll see uh, when we get to the end. By the way, I got to say, my do you remember like hearing the word namaste for the first time? I don't remember specifically, but I yeah. uh, I've heard
0: it before i don't remember the first time i heard it
1: i remember being so confused i'd never heard it before (laughs) but the first time i heard it was used in the show lost okay there's you know when they first stumble across uh, material from the dharma initiative the guy in those videos always ended everything he said with namaste and i was like what What the hell I, i i i just didn't know what it what it I didn't know the word namaste so I was like what does he say I'm going to stay like cuz everything in Lost was a Na- clue
0: Nah I'm a stay
1: Nah I'm a stay <laughs> uh,
0: I'm a, nah I'm a stay right here on the island
1: Yeah see like so and and everything on Lost was a clue so I was like what does that mean that he says at the end of every word and then I just found out that it, it was like you know basically saying like aloha <laughs> and, <laughs> and whatever um yeah so I, that's why I distinctly remember hearing it and, and not knowing what the hell it meant. Um, whenever that was, it was probably... Well, when, when was Lost? Like, 03, 04, 05, something like that. Something um, like that. And whenever that... Yeah. Those episodes came around a little bit later because we didn't know what the Dharma Initiative was. But yeah, says uh, Namaste. Man,
0: that's a show... I wonder if uh, people would be on board for a reboot of Lost with how bad that, like, final season was. or yeah. not, not bad because I didn't watch it, so I can't really comment on that. But, like, how polarizing it was to fans anyway
1: yeah definitely and it, and it kind of goes back to something we were talking about with finales where people don't really talk about it anymore you know yeah. I mean it's not talked about in the same way that the Seinfeld finale is or the or the Sopranos finale those yeah, like contentious it just, finales
0: it just kind yeah. of happened and then I don't know people moved on with their
1: lives yeah especially because it kind of um Revealed itself to be what everyone kind of thought it was in the first place. And that, the, that even when everyone was guessing it and asking the producers, they were like, nope, that's not it. And then at the end, if I'm interpreting it correctly, um, that uh, it, it did kind of turn out to be that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if they would ever reboot Lost. But, yeah, I, I wonder how it holds up watching it now. You know, maybe that's what we do after this.
0: Oh, Ted watches no.
1: Lost for the first time. Oh, and I watch it for the first time in whatever, 10, 20 years. I wonder...
0: I wonder if, uh, cause I mean, shortly, I I, like, I, you can't say that they copied us because they're on a huge network and they're very famous comedians, but Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus have a show that's very similar to ours, uh, called newcomers because, uh, Nicole Byer has seen about it. Yeah, uh, but r- refreshing anyway. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, they've watched through all of Star Wars, all of Marvel, all of Lord of the Rings at this point. I feel like they have done Lost. If they yeah. haven't, then that would definitely be par for the course for something that they would that they would do.
1: I would love if there was a Lost cast like Office Ladies or Fake Doctors, Real Friends with cast members. Um, I will I want to look that up now to see because I'm sure there's a lost podcast kind of like with you know civilians like us just rewatching it or whatever but um, How do you
0: even how would you even search for lost podcast? Like lost it's not podcast. Like uh <laughs> oh you know what it's there is a show called Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. Tw- a twice a week podcast guys. What the But it's fuck?
1: not about Lost, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a super deluxe version of the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack, a podcast dedicated to the show Lost oh. on ABC.
1: <laughs> is it um is oh it anybody... you know what
0: they haven't done an. they haven't released an episode since 2018 tim
1: oh so they never finished something happened uh, but they weren't connected with the show were they? Is it is it i was gonna say they, jack shepard but that was matthew fox's character <laughs> they not... went
0: they went through uh i don't know how many episodes were in season eight uh but they got to uh season eight episode seven Oh wait. No. Oh my god. They're all over the place. Like on this episode of The Lost Podcast, Jay and Jack discuss the season 2 episodes Lockdown, Dave, SOS, and Two for the Road. What are y'all doing?
1: That's a way to finish early. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh they oh they Dude, only episode. have They only have uh 55 episodes. But they've got 925 <laughs> ratings. What the fuck? Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> uh,
1: I do know that the two One of the Hobbits is in Lost. Um, I forget his name now. Um, But two of the Hobbits have a podcast, but it's not about Lost. Um,
0: Oh, so, okay, these guys have a whole network, Jay and Jack Productions, but they do an amazing race show, Leftovers. They do – Ooh,
1: I would love to go finish that. They do
0: Survivor, uh, The Broadcast, Westworld. Wow. They've got a
1: bunch of
0: shit. Game of Thrones, uh, Walking Dead – just a, a rambling show, a sports talk show. Damn, okay.
1: All right, Jay and Jack, putting in the All work. Right. All right, see, see how many Jack. podcasts they created?
0: Yeah, good be, on them. Be, like,
1: be, be like Jay and Jack. Yeah. Start your Jay. podcast on Libsyn.
0: Yeah, link down in the bio, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I looked it up because I suspected that this was the case, and there is an episode called Namaste of Lost. It's probably the one I was thinking of. Season 5, episode 9 of Lost from March Of 2009 is called namaste and i think it's because of the video that they watch in that episode but i can't um can't find any jindra dharma initiative blah 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 yeah so i'm guessing that that is where that video pops up but I, i i could be wrong about that but there is an episode of lost called namaste we open with larry and leon in a hot yoga class and they're both admiring the very hot teacher of this hot yoga class, and she notices that Larry does not say namaste with the rest of the yogis, which I learned from this episode the people who do yoga are called yogis. Yeah, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I, I noticed that, uh, yeah. that. So that's kind of cool that you get that title just by going in to do yoga. You become a yogi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, saying namaste with everybody just just follows under Larry's group activity role. Uh, rule rather um you know he doesn't sing the birthday song and that's really only the only other example he can think of of not taking part in group activities like saying namaste so that's two things that's enough for larry um and he then insults her spirit spirituality by making fun of the concept of the third eye it was in i'm surprised no one has said this to larry during an improv <laughs> uh, and then we've made it all the way to season nine she goes are you familiar with etiquette? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, which I thought was kind of a funny thing to throw in there. And, and Larry just sort of steps all over it, too, because he's on to the next thing. Um, but he is not going. She says, if you're not going to acknowledge the light in other people, you can just leave, which I think is a good rule because the spirituality part of it is part of yoga. You know, that centering yourself mentally and physically is yeah. all part of it. So if you're not yeah. going to do because that's what Larry says. He's like, I'm here because I have a, a bad hamstring or something like that. Um, but you don't do yoga. Go to a stretch lab or something like that. Have you ever seen these places? I think yes. it's like probably the new, yeah, probably the new hot trend with like float tanks and salt caves and stuff like that. A stretch lab just opened up in a mall near us, and I'm okay, and, okay. And it's crazy that like there's no partitions or anything. You just look in there and see people getting all stretched. By I'm like ah, I don't, no, nah, I'm nah, you nah, should, uh, nah you I'm should not gonna one. stay. Really? Uh, have you done you try it? One.
0: I haven't. We've got one here though. Uh, I, and I'm interested in trying it, uh, yeah. kind of, kind of as a, uh, Can I get a private stretch? <laughs> <laughs> kind of as a I, I don't mean for... stretch
1: my privates. I mean, I want to, I want to be stretched in a private. Hey, hang on one second. He's okay. fucking
0: up. <laughs> hey. Quit. Hey, you fuck up. <laughs> hey. Fucking stop it. I'm going to have to hold you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who go to them kind of as a replacement for chiropractic because uh, uh, the reputation of, like, chiropractic care and chiropractors has never been lower than it is right now.
1: Yeah, I I would probably—I didn't know it had gotten so low, but I knew they were kind of a laughing laughingstock and, and kind of, like, a lot of people consider it quackery, you know?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, they just, <laughs> you know, they, they, you don't have to really have a medical degree. It's just kind of uh, go in and get—
1: yeah, I mean, how old is that episode where Homer crushes that trash can and it fixes everybody's back problems, and then the chiropractors <laughs> like? I love it when Homer angers an entire community, like truck drivers or chiropractors, or like, they... and they yes. all unite about around you know getting uh, revenge on Homer. <laughs> um, yeah, but so even even as far back as that uh, episode, you know, it's it sort of oh, and um, I think Seinfeld had some like chiropractor jokes. As far as at least like the, the, the guy who was really into his back and the lumbar yard and all that stuff, um, you know, probably played into a little bit of the, the, that feeling. Um, but yeah, so that's why Larry's there. He, he needs to go to a stretch lab, not yoga, because that, it's, it's all part of it. So if you're not going to acknowledge the light in people, you can leave. Yeah. And Larry says, I think this is like just the thesis statement of the entire uh, series is he goes, you just made my day. Because I, I feel like that's the, maybe the truest thing Larry has ever said. Because he loves when people affirm the way he feels about himself, and he is self-loathing. And so when someone actually, in a way, stands up to him and is like, and kicks him out of a place, is like, yes, thank you. I deserve that. I deserve to be kicked out of this place. I, everywhere I go, I'm trying to get kicked out. So thank you. You just made my day by kicking me out. I think that's probably why he likes. Going over to Jeff so much and probably and... you know
0: he's got a he's got a, <laughs> uh, a a denial kink.
1: Yeah, something. Yeah, some sort of whatever you'd call that. Yeah, uh, that he, he uh, humiliation maybe to an extent might be might be he, a
0: mix of like a humiliation and, uh, and and a yeah humiliation and a denial kink.
1: Yeah, on the one hand, he thinks he's he's a genius and always right, <laughs> but I think that's a front for the way he really feels about himself. That he that that also rears its head that he's not embarrassed about either is that he hates himself. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like you're not going to, if he finds someone who hates him, that's why probably he worked out with Cheryl so well is, is she would hate him openly sometimes and, and give it back to him. So um, I think if you wanted to show somebody who Larry David is and, and see if they'd be into the show, watch this scene because it's, it's perfect. Um, so in the car, Leon got Yogi Tina's number. We've got her name here. And, Leon, as Larry is pulling out of the parking spot, which by the way looked like this yoga uh, instruction took part at like a seedy motel. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know like if if they share a parking lot with a seedy motel, but they're definitely pulling out of a seedy motel. Um, And uh, Leon starts messing with the music, overriding the backup camera, and Larry. So Larry. Yeah.
0: I don't think is possible for you to do like may- maybe I don't know no. maybe they're driving an older car but like this is a safety feature that you literally <laughs> cannot do this by design whenever you're in reverse and you're backing up and the camera's on you-, you just don't you can't shut that off
1: yeah exactly like my car tries to throw up a little like why did they do this when uh, maybe maybe it still is a thing but I want to know what why the, what the car companies thought they were going to be on the hook for if they did not put the warning up that was like
0: oh my god yeah every like, time I turn you, my car well, on you
1: must watch the yeah every time you try, you watch the thing don't watch this screen and you have to like click okay on it or it goes yes, away after like a minute yes. yeah I'm like. Did, would, would car companies really be on the hook for like, I got into an accident because I was looking at the screen instead of the road. I have no like, would, fucking clue. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they <laughs> must have thought like, all right, let's... It's it, it was a total cover your ass moment that the lawyers were like, yes, we have to put the screen on there. Every time they start the car, you know, I've had mine for like coming up on 10 years now. And every time I started up, I've got to hit okay. But the one thing that warning does not override is the backup camera. If I throw it into reverse, right when I start the car, which I normally do, when the the backup camera comes on, not that warning you yeah. know
0: i was uh, I was gonna ask because I saw that you uh hit hundred and twenty thousand miles in your accord what year is your car?
1: that is a two thousand nine because oh, we damn. got it okay, yeah. I was
0: gonna say you're not uh you were not putting that many miles on it for a while,
1: yeah, yeah it uh it it we we take good care of it. we drive our other one like our bigger family one kind of into the ground, and that one we've always driven driven a lot less, although I do drive it to the office and back every day which is like 40 miles so um, gotcha. you know it's gonna it's gonna start you know it's gonna start taking the miles but anytime we drive to virginia or any long trip or on the weekends or anything we're always driving the other car so yeah that one is at i think just hit 60 or 65 so and that's oh, a 2016 dang. yeah i was gonna so, say cause my, yeah. my
0: car is a 2015 corolla and i i have one hundred six thousand on it now wow yeah
1: yeah you're packing them on but you drove it to texas too i mean i we did we drive? Yeah, I think we drove well, the silver we, car we, to. We we towed Durian.
0: we towed my oh, car to Texas. Right. But I did drive Uber and Lyft for a couple of years, oh, yeah. which definitely put some miles on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I did DoorDash for whatever it was a year. Um, oh
0: yeah, I guess you did. Yeah. But
1: you know, the, it, maybe it was a little tighter area. I didn't take too many crazy, you know, like twelve mile trips or anything like that. I know Uber can be a little bit a little bit more. Um what
0: about your DoorDash era?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> I always if judging what I know from the like Reddit community and stuff like that, it's gone so far downhill, but I kind of want to do it to like just make a couple hundred bucks that I wouldn't put on my taxes, you know what I mean? Like I think you can do like what is it, 500 bucks before they send you a W2 or something. So like oh, just go yeah. right up to the edge and make like 450 well, bucks and then call it, you know. Well, the
0: thing is that they they won't send you a W2. Um, right, but it, it goes on your your earnings statement, and you have to W nine it no matter what, right like, right if it's if it's over five hundred. Anyway. But like they
1: don't tell the IRS or something unless it's over five hundred something I like think that, so. right? Yeah, I think so. like they like you know, and and no one no one will come after you if you, if you do a little amount, and that little amount is like. A lot to me, <laughs> like I would take, like that's nothing to sneeze at, you know, an extra five hundred yeah. bucks, right? Um, <laughs> no, I
0: would, I would so. gladly take an extra five hundred. I mean, actually, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of that, my 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 most recent paycheck was shorted almost five hundred dollars. It was shorted uh, exactly four hundred and ninety
1: dollars. Why? Like, was that like remote stuff, or was uh, it your normal yeah, it was, pay was shorted? No,
0: it was uh, my talent fees. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Th- there there was just a mix up because our normal talent fees. Uh, no matter, like, who, who the client is, normally they're 5 bucks per live read, which is nothing. My God. Working yeah. with, like, 30-year-old figures here. But we got uh, – m- uh, my boss and I got endorsements with an internet company, and they are $15 per live read. And yeah, Tim, let me tell you, two live reads every morning, five <sighs> days a week – Nice. Uh, like all month long, and it's been going now for like three months. That is
1: nice. Yes, good stuff. And do you get like free internet too? Uh,
0: no, but Boo. I, don't, I I I, mm, I don't want the internet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want all the we'll money. I want <laughs> the money.
1: Yeah, um, I love. Uh, yeah, I love that when you like get an endorsement. I, I never did that. I took all the free. Like, yeah, oh, that's fine. I'll get the free shit. I, I. But I remember, um, like the PD at the station that i worked at in jackson like he got a cell phone endorsement and he didn't get rid of his other cell phone i'm like what are you crazy you're paying for a cell phone and you, you just and then you just have this other phone you're not going to use it was the weirdest thing um what are you like, crazy why?
0: you're taking the money you're taking yeah, the well, cash
1: well he got i mean he got paid for the endorsement too yeah. but then you get a free phone and i'm like so save the 120 dollars a month too on uh, okay, your yeah. cell phone bill <laughs> you know like get rid of your cell phone bill yeah. Um, and you're ma- it's like you're making even more money that way. Um, yeah. Uh, but by the way, speaking of radio stations, um, I, uh, <laughs> we brought like one of Colleen's friends had to walk home with us the other day and her, her mom's name is Erica with a K. And so Sarah texted me and she was like, hey, when you're walking home, make sure you text Erica and let her know that you got her kid and they'll come to pick her up at like 4.30 or whatever. I was like, okay. So I walk home, I'm walking home and, and I, I text, I, I search Erica in my phone, E-R-I-K-A, and one pops up that I saw that I had texted, I had messages with, and I was like, okay, there we go. That must and be her, right? Yeah, got to be her. And I was like, hey, we've got Elliot, and we're walking home, and she texts back, okay. And then again, like, lol, I'm sure that wasn't meant for me. And I said, yeah, Sarah told me to text you, and then I get a question mark back, and I'm like, what the hell? But this friend of ours is kind of flaky. Like, there's been times where she's been like, hey, pick up my kid, and then I go, hey, Elliot, you're walking home with us, and she goes, well, my mom's in the to go the carpool line right there, and I'm like. Alright, never mind. Like I guess you're not walking with So she has done stuff like that before, and I'm like I am like, Sarah told me to text you. And then and then I realize Holy shit, wrong Erica. It's the Erica that was doing middays when I got fired from the radio station that I worked at. Oh my same <laughs> yeah. spelling
0: and everything. Yeah.
1: I'm like, how many Erica's with a K do I know? And then I look and I'm like, Oh my gosh, the other Erica I have like Erica and her last name and her kids' names because that's how Sarah and I put everybody in phones because you're like Otherwise, it's just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's Elliot's mom. Like, damn it. I don't remember her oh name. It's just God. Elliot's mom. Um,
0: <laughs> that's smart. That's very smart.
1: Yeah. Um, and then it's, it, you end up being close with these people and you don't need them. And it should have been just so. Anyway, and I, I scroll back up. And the last time we texted was 2021. Oh, when Jesus. When she was doing like a live broadcast near me. And she was, and I would have dropped by and, and seen her. But it was the week that Declan got COVID. Uh,
0: and so I was like, were, oh, were I got Were you still at Q at that point?
1: No, I had been fired. Like okay. I, it was like six months since I had been let go. Maybe uh, five months since I had been let go, or something. And Declan had COVID, so we were like home, uh, you know, uh, yeah. together. I didn't get it, but you know, uh, and and then so I was like, uh, "Well, hope you're doing well. Talk again in 2025. <laughs> like every other <laughs> year, we're gonna check in." <laughs> um, and then she takes it back. Oddly enough, I'm at the station Christmas party. And I was like, huh, "Tell no one I said hi."
0: <laughs> Fuck that rules.
1: Yeah, and then she sent back two like cry laughing emojis, and um, yeah, I I would like to see her again and catch up and stuff. Uh, but yeah, so but maybe in a couple years I'll text her in twenty twenty five. Every two years we'll text in December. That's very funny though. <laughs> tell no one I said hi. Yeah, talk, talk about yeah. I was like, I can't think of one other person that I would want to know I still exist <laughs> it's, at that party. Is uh, is she doing mornings now, or is she still doing middays? She's still doing middays. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I uh,
1: God, I submitted one of those shitty PD Christmas wishes. Uh, did, were you following their stories at all? Where people were, um. You know, uh, a shitty PD was like publishing people's Christmas wishes, and it was all like, "I wish Odyssey would finally sell to someone who's going to do local radio." You know, it was yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, I think of a, I thought of a great petty one." Um, I was like, "I wish the station that canned me would, you know, post a, the the next the December book would be even lower than their last that have been below two, and that they would get rid of the PD instead of the morning show this time." Uh, but their December book actually jumped a whole point, Ugh. which is which sounds amazing until you're like, well, yeah, there's still a uh, (laughs) 2.7 up from a 1.7. But I mean, I guess you take what you can get and still like, you know, and again, these are 12 plus numbers, but still like, you know, five or six points below kiss and star. So, you know, whoever they think their competitors are, I don't even know these days, but, uh, but yeah, there's, are still in the toilet, which I love, but you know, I I was sad to see my Christmas wish not come true and that they didn't post, you know, like a 1.5 or something like that.
2: Um, (laughs)
1: But yeah, it was good to it was good to uh, make contact again <laughs> with the uh, good old Erica. Um, so we're not even out of the parking lot yet, by the way. <laughs> and uh, so Leon's messing with the car radio, which takes over the backup camera, and Larry backs into another car. By the way, I wrote down the songs that uh, that um, Leon was cycling through to find something that he wanted to listen to on the way home. One is called. Watch me do my thing, and that's by young Sonny Coke Kenner. Koklaw <laughs> is spelled C-O-C-L-O-U-G-H. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but um, yeah, Watch Me Do My Thing. And then he also didn't want to listen to Hey Bro by the Chuck D. Beat Crew featuring Trinity. <laughs> and then the next song, when they get into the accident, it cuts away cuts away a little too quick, so I couldn't get the artist. It looks like it might have been Trinity again. T-R-I-N-I-T-I. But the song is definitely called Grinding for Money.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And
1: uh, I'm going to look up next time to see if those are real songs. <laughs> I want to I know uh, the story behind those. And Larry is going to leave a note because that's what you do when you hit another car because Larry follows the golden rule. This is the second time it's come up uh, this season. And you do unto others as you want done to you. And Leon says, I follow my buddy Jasper Golden's rule, which is fuck them or they'll fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so he would not leave a note. Over at Jeff and Susie's, Victor is better, so the wedding's on. We get a little, uh, you know, series continu- or season continuity there from Susie at the beginning of this scene. And so maybe we'll see Chad Hayes again. I don't know if we're lucky. Uh, and Susie has a friend who wants to be set up with Larry, despite Susie saying that's such a bad idea. Larry wants to see a picture. Uh, because, and Susie's like, who are you to want to see a picture of anybody? You should be glad that anybody wants to spend any amount of time with you with the way you look. And she, you know, they, they're using, I don't know why they're calling this the Uber scale, because it's not like one to five stars is something Uber invented, but they are,
2: they are calling it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was weird that they had to, you know, it's like, everything's been one to five stars ever since the beginning of time. Um, but Susie says Larry is an Uber two and he says he's an Uber four. Uh, and Jeff calls his buddy, Greg, the mechanic who will look at Larry's car. And again, Jeff and Susie. Now Jeff is like pushing back on getting the picture of this person who wants to be set up with Larry. And that's when I thought this person was going to be like super ugly or something was going to be wrong with them. Um, when Jeff started pushing back on it, like, but that's not the case at all. So I found it really weird that they're both like, no, we're not going to show you a picture. Like, what? just, just come on. Um, and we find out her name is Bridget. And Susie says, I thought this was a funny line. Another good, this is another good, like, stereotypical Larry David. If you want to introduce the character to somebody, this is another great uh, scene to do it. Because she goes, you know what? Even better than the way she looks, which is beautiful, she's got inner beauty. And Larry goes, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so over at Westwood Auto Body, which was at, let me see, this was at 2100. Westwood Boulevard. But then Westwood Autobody moved at some point in, I don't know, 2019 or, or something. Um, because Westwood Auto Body is now at in Santa Monica at uh eleven eight eleven Santa Monica Boulevard. And I could see that on the door the address of this place was twenty-one hundred. So this is now AW Collision, twenty-one hundred Westwood Boulevard, and uh Westwood Autobody was there, like I said, as recently as twenty nineteen. They had been in this location since twenty ten, but uh at some point they moved. Larry meets Greg and he must remark right away that he's black. And absolutely he's very
0: surprised. absolutely must draw attention to First his race. Thing. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Needs to. Because it is so surprising. And Greg, as anyone would want to know, why is it surprising? Um, one, one thing that's surprising is that Jeff never mentioned it. And I love Greg's response. (laughs) Why would he?
0: Yeah. Why would he mention
1: it? (laughs) Why, why is it important? (laughs) Larry does have a good response to that though. He's like, oh, you know, like white liberals, they love having black friends. So I'm just surprised that Jeff never mentioned uh, that. Um, But Larry apologizes. Obviously Greg is offended by this. And so Larry apologizes for offending him, but it sort of does kill the relationship right away. And Greg's very short. You know, saying, like, hey, we don't have any loaners. I'll get to your car when we get to it. Uh, you know, why don't you call an Uber? Uh, so, you know, Larry is, has sort of stepped in it and, and is going to pay for it now. Uh, in the Uber, the driver is from Romania and he says he's a very honest guy when Larry asks, and he agrees that Larry is a two on a scale of one to five. And he's like, I'm a three. How can you be a four if I'm a three? And I love how realistic this guy is. This actor was really good. I don't know how much of this was written for him, but I loved when he was like, what do you mean you're a three? He's like, yeah, look, I, I have an average face. I drive Uber for a living. I'm a three. Um, and it's at this point when he brought up what you do for a living as part of the Uber attractiveness rating. And I'm like, I think Larry's billions of dollars make him a four automatically. <laughs> I think now I'm on Larry's side about this. <laughs> if we're going just by looks. Yeah. He's old and bald and wears glasses. And like, yeah, that's a two, but add millions of dollars to that. He might be a five. He might be the perfect man, you know, uh, to some women, to some beautiful women, very beautiful women. Um, and Larry is like, oh, what do you know? You, you don't you're you rating is skewed because you're from one of the most unattractive countries on Earth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Romania. So there's two people whose, you know, ethnicity he's insulted uh, immediately upon meeting them. It's um, at this point, though, that and, and the guy does stick up for Romania, saying that, You know, the mountain women may be ugly, but the lowland women on the beaches, they're maybe the most attractive in Europe. Uh, It's at this point, though, that Larry gets a phone call from Justin Brown, a.k.a. Kevin Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. R.I.P. Captain Holt, Andre Brouwer, passed away the the week before we're recording this. Um, But this was... Did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
0: No. Well, I mean... I think I've told you before, uh, I watched every episode on, on Mute com- on <laughs> Comedy <laughs> Central uh, during during the show. I, I have no idea what any of the cast sounds like outside of, you know, Stephanie Beatriz <laughs> and uh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, um, yeah. And like Terry Crews, probably. And Terry Crews, yeah. yeah I, I, I feel like I've, uh, I have seen every episode on Mute, but I've never watched an episode unmuted.
1: Well, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. One of, one of the best shows of the past uh, 10 years or so. And I do want to mention that because we're in 2017 now and this guy has definitely already been on Brooklyn nine, nine and a bunch of other stuff. You know, he's one of those recognizable actors, but he played the captain's husband on Brooklyn nine, nine. And I don't even know when I wrote down 2013. I wonder if, Oh yeah. Cause he was on in, in the first season. So um, yeah, he was on in 2013. I looked at his name in the credits later, Mark Evan Jackson, is his name. Did you recognize him from anything specifically or just one of those comic actors from a ton of stuff?
0: I, I think I just recognized him from yeah. an amalgamation of things.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what else I would know him from, but I know I've seen him in like 12 things, you know, probably. That might be <laughs> lowballing him. Um, but yeah, and he, the conversation starts off combative right away because I thought this was, uh, again, people are giving it to Larry in this episode. Tina is giving it to him. Susie always does. But Justin, he's like, oh, yeah, so you must have got you must have seen my note. And Justin goes, no, I guessed your number. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny to me. And like he is combated with Larry immediately. He's like, well, you should have hung around. We could have dealt with this in five seconds. Now I got to call you and we got to meet up or whatever. He's like, he's really like fed up with Larry immediately. And he's calling him. He's like, well, I can tell you're a complete garbage person. So, you know, God how do you want to pay yeah. for this asshole? <laughs> <laughs> and then Larry's like, well, fuck face. I guess you can come over to my place. Like they're like insulting each other. And I, I just like the way through, as this episode progresses, like there's a show about Justin Brown going through life that I think may be just as funny as Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like I want to see that show like HBO call Mark Evan Jackson and give Justin Brown a spin-off series for this one-off for this one-off character because <laughs> the way he acts i think is just like even at the end how this all plays out i think it would have been funny to watch justin get to that point like and then see it from his point of view um i i think that'd be very funny uh yeah so they they make a you know larry's like i'll text you my address you can come over uh so over at a non-descript restaurant i'll get you for that uh, Curb your enthusiasm, location scout. How dare you pick a restaurant that has no cross streets visible, or no names on the partitions, or the awning, or the window, or anything? Uh, and Larry is on a date there with Bridget, aka Lauren Graham, the already very famous by this point. Yeah, Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls and, and everything. And um, and I, man, I've always thought she was like really attractive. Like she's one of those people where like, she's got a great personality and she's beautiful. Like I remember anytime she was on Conan, any like she and Conan O'Brien had a great chemistry that I was like, Oh, Lauren Graham's on, I'm going to record it or I'm going to stay up and watch it or whatever, because (laughs) they were always so funny together. Um, And plus she's hot. Like, you know, just, just, uh, I, I'm a big Lauren Graham fan and here's Larry on a date with her and it's going really well. She's an NBC censor. And she starts in right away with like, oh, wow, I bet you see everything. And she's like, oh, yeah. I mean, they try to get it all past the penis, pussy, balls, tits. So she's saying like all of these dirty sexual <laughs> words. And you can tell Larry is getting very aroused. We get, like, yeah. a, a, a POV shot, like, straight up, and like, up his nose.
0: Basically.
1: All, so apparently all it takes
0: is a woman to just say, penis, <laughs> vagina, pussy, balls. Wet pussy. Wet pussy, <laughs> moist pussy, dry pussy.
1: Yeah, and Larry, I mean, if Lauren Graham was, you know, a, couple, like, a foot from me saying all that, I might be in Larry's shoes as well. Oh, my
0: God. Um, but and, well,
1: and then she's she gets to this part, where she's like, you know what? Sometimes at the end of the day, I'm just too tired, so I just let it in. I, I just let, let the penis, penis in. in. <laughs> I let the penis slip right in.
0: <laughs> God I mean, damn it. <laughs> part of me
1: thinks she must have known what she was doing too. Had um, to be, yeah. <laughs> but also, that is her job. So over at her house, Bridget's house, which, by the way, I guess network standards and practices, people make seven figures. on average god because this is maybe nicer than larry's place
0: (laughs) i think it is is i I don't think that's a stretch
1: yeah it's gigantic so i had to look it up i was like i wrote network standards and practices salary and i found there were a, a bunch of jobs on that were listed somewhere between like 68 to 80 but i found one job at, like, I think it was for Fox News or something, and their standards and practices salary was somewhere around 189 So <laughs> she thought, could be
0: making... I thought you were yeah. going to say $29 an hour. Yeah,
1: it's an hourly thing, and, and they don't <laughs> listen to you.
0: Um,
1: you don't do any fact-checking at all. You just make sure no one says, you know, anything, like, gay, basically. That's the only word you have yeah, to look out for. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but so maybe she is making, you know... Maybe she is making six figures and can afford an amazing house like this as a single mom. I don't know. Um, but, yes, uh, I, I sort of spoiled a little part of the scene because they're talking about how great the date is going and even doing this, like, fun little telephone improv where Larry's pretending like he called a friend. And I like that as a way to compliment her without saying it directly to her. I mean, I, that's, I'm so non-convertational. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> um, and so, like, even for the good stuff, I'm non-convertational, you know. Uh, but it's at that point when Larry is about to make his move that Bridget's son, Eddie, comes down and he's like, why are you dating my mom? And <laughs> Larry at first is like kind of affable about it. He's like, I, believe me, I'm on. I agree with you. Like she is way out of my league. But then Eddie like digs in. And he's like, your head is so shiny uh, and you're old or whatever. You know, he's like just just digging in on him. And um, he's obviously, you know, kind of a prick. And. It's at that point that Bridget goes, you know, he's got Asperger's. Yeah, he's on the Spectrum. And Larry's like, oh, oh, the Spectrum. Oh, okay. Um, And so he, you know, obviously the date's kind of over at that point now that Eddie's going to be a part of the scene. Uh, So over at Jeff and Susie's, Larry admits to Jeff that he was surprised that the reason why he mentioned everything is that he he was surprised that the mechanic was black because he didn't sound black on the phone. Okay? Uh, He sounded like a white guy on the phone. And Jeff, you know, admits as Larry leaves to go find Susie. He's like, I do know what he's talking about, (laughs) which I like that. Um, And Larry goes upstairs to talk to Susie, and she yells at him for coming upstairs in someone else's house. But Larry just wants the Haskell access. He was like, wasn't Eddie Haskell allowed upstairs at, uh, leave it to Bieber's house. Yeah. And they argue know, about this 60 you know, or 70 year old TV show.
0: Yeah. Larry just wants the same access that this little scamp kid has whenever he's walking around the house at his best friend's house and uh, walking up to his mom, you know, yeah. mind the never mind the fact that Larry's, I don't know, 70 <laughs> yeah.
1: and and Susie was in a robe. And I like when she goes, this is my boudoir. Say <laughs> bedroom. Come on. <laughs> um but he's like why didn't you tell me she had a son with asperger's you know thinks that that should have been part of the conversation but susie doesn't agree and she wants to kick larry out but his uber is not picking him up for some reason he can't get an uber uh, and so then an uber does show up as he's outside it's an uber x and i wrote uber x nissan cube
0: yeah Question mark? Uh, i'm not isn't... sure about that
1: <laughs> i mean especially in los angeles isn't uber x like i would expect that to be uber economy like the <laughs> nissan cube um not uber uber x is the nice stuff right yeah yeah that's yeah. what i thought uber, uber is like, getting... the
0: large stuff the, the nice oh, stuff. I...
1: wait isn't there one for like nice stuff and i think that's uber black oh okay okay so that's the one i was getting mixed up for well then the nissan cube i still agree is not an uber x
0: no you know that no. doesn't
1: have much storage space and it's not an suv it's not it's barely you know qualifies as a crossover i doubt anybody would even call it that it's like I don't know, some sort of... It's like the Scion, you know? If you'd call that a uh, SUV, I don't think anybody would.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't think this is an Uber X. Um, and Larry, the reason why, you know, it took so long for the guy to get there and he was kind of worried about taking it anyway is that he's got one star. So the one-star rating from the Romanian guy took him down from five stars to one. That's how Uber ratings work? A one-star will, like, tank you immediately? It won't take you down to, like, a 4.75 or something? Maybe Larry yeah, just doesn't I, take that many rides. But even if he doesn't take that many rides, it still should be like, what's the average of a, of a one well, and a five? It's three. Well,
0: well, the thing is, whenever we zoom in on the driver's phone and we see that Larry's got a one-star, uh, I, I don't think like right now, uh, but eventually, we, we see the driver's phone, it says 20-some reviews. So okay, and, and so one-star th- tanked him. Uh, I don't know if it tanked him, but I'm thinking that Larry's just going to believe that he's a four star review whenever he's like middling, like his ratings going down and down and down and down and down and down and down. Yeah,
1: maybe I mean, just I I don't know if this is the way drivers look at it, but maybe just somebody could have four point seven five. But if they have even one one star review, you're like not worth it. Maybe that's what they meant. But that's not the way it came off. The way that came off is the guy's like, "Yeah, you got one star. You're a one star review. You're a you're a one star passenger or whatever." But I wonder, you know, because it's it's like when you go on Amazon sometimes and you're like, "Oh wow, this has like 300 reviews and it's a you know a 4.8 stars." But then you look at the one star reviews and you're like, oh, "No, I'm not gonna buy this <laughs> piece of shit," because <laughs> it's like two or three people are like, "Yeah, it fell apart or it broke or it didn't fit or something." And you're like, "Yeah, can't risk it. Not gonna risk it." Um, so maybe that's the way people look at it. They're like, well, let's see if he has any one-star rating. I don't know how much information you can see. When Larry gets home, it is 92 in his house, and he can't turn the heat up and down. The thermostat's totally broken, and it is 92 because Leon is there hooking up with Tina, and she likes to do everything hot. And (laughs) this part to me was, um... Larry, uh, doesn't, first of all, it's too hot in the house, but he also doesn't want them like sweating on all over the place. And, and he doesn't like the scent of fuck, (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was a funnier way to put it than Leon saying fuck scent. He's like, man, I love fuck scent. Um, and Larry, uh, and so I thought that was a funny sort of turn of phrase and Larry's car is not going to be ready as Leon took the message, not going to be ready for three weeks. And Larry is surprised to find out that Leon could tell that greg is black when he called uh and they kind of remarked that like oh yeah it, leon can always tell a black man on the phone and larry's like see i, I guess uh, i just have some trouble with that and you know it's not like a jewish person on the phone that you can you know they both agree that you can you can pinpoint <laughs> immediately
2: um
1: but leon kicks out tina and leon even though leon hasn't gotten to part two or three of uh of his his routine with women uh so over at uh outside well, of a restaurant, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you uh, uh, skipped over Leon's line as he's walking out. And he's like, he's that he's uh, going to Nama stick it in her. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Nama. N- that almost works into the, like, now I'm going to yeah. slur <laughs> that I was getting kind- Nama, Nama stick it in her. Nama stick it in her. Nama stick it in her. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd like sort of a promenade outside of a restaurant as Larry is going to uh, have a meal with Bridget and her son, uh, Larry sees the Romanian Uber driver. I I get that this has to happen in a sitcom, but it happens too often for Larry in a, in the second biggest city in the United States, where like, and I know he 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 travels a very small square of that. So, but he always runs into people. The coincidences are sometimes just too much that he saw this one Uber driver in a city of thousands of Uber drivers in a city of millions of people. As I've said before, Ted, aren't there a hundred million people in Los Angeles? <laughs> Do you remember when I gro- grossly overestimated the metro area by about 90 million?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's 100 million people in LA, and he somehow, um, you know, comes across the same Uber driver. But he confronts him about his one star rating. They argue over it until Larry insults his sister and is run off by the Uber driver. He's like, you know what? I know I brought up that scenario about me getting set up with your sister. I would never never want to date your sister and when it becomes that personal for the overdriver he starts taking off his uh, uh seat belt and starts chasing larry who you know uh, folds immediately so back at home jeff and larry think eddie is not on the spectrum he's just an asshole because as jeff says any behavior can be written off as being on the spectrum he's gonna start telling people that larry's on the spectrum because he's an asshole uh, and at something this about point,
0: this at this point <laughs> i'm like i don't like where i think this is headed
1: Something about this hit a sour note. Like yeah. something about it is ableist. I I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> and, and and I and I don't know if it crossed the line, but it walked right up to it. And maybe that's what <laughs> Curb is good at. You know, maybe that's another example of of something that Curb is good at. Maybe it crosses the line later. Uh when Larry does something that we've kind of seen him do before. Um but yeah, they're like and wasn't there a South Park episode about Asperger's that was kind of the same thing that that, Car- uh, that Cartman started telling people he was he was on the spectrum or he had ass burgers, so he could treat everybody like an asshole or something like that. Does that sound familiar?
0: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, so you know, it's it's sort of. You I, know. I know
0: there. I know there was a uh, uh, a couple episode arc where uh, Cartman was had a food stand and he was selling burgers that were in his pants. Yeah. And it, they were calling
1: them ass burgers. Ass burgers. Yeah, I remember that.
0: Um, I I don't remember. I don't know if it had to
1: do with the same thing, but yeah. there
0: there might have been another Asperger storyline for <laughs> yeah. in South Park history. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. So it's not well worn territory, but it's something certainly that edgy shows, you know, took uh, took a stab at, at conceptualizing um, this this idea. And the heating guy shows up and he's like, Yeah, it's it, it stuck on ninety two, and Larry's like, I know. Um, and he Larry, first before the guy gets to work, he wants to make him choose between uh heating and air conditioning which one do you like if you had to pick if you get a call and the guy's like well i don't know i like them both i'm good at both whatever and he's like all right you get a call what do you hope it is heating or air conditioning and the guy hopes that it is heating and larry's like the way larry forces the metaphor that he makes that i've heard before is sophie's choice and I know that's a movie, but I've never. I think I'm going to use this as an occasion to look it up. Do you know anything about the movie, or maybe it's a book? I have no idea about anything not. about Sophie's Choice. No, okay. I have no clue. So All this right. would be,
0: it'd be perfect uh, place for homework. Excellent. Where
1: can I. How do I. Okay, I'm going to put it in our chat because my. Once again, my Dropbox is not syncing. So I'm going to put in Leon's songs and Sophie's. I know Sophie's Choice is like an impossible choice between two things. Um, but we'll see Sophie's come on can't type and talk at the same time not from an angle that I'm at uh yeah so uh that's the what the guy would choose and the other and so heating would go to or no air conditioning would go to the concentration camp as they say so maybe Sophie's choice has something to do with that um and it's at that point Larry gets a text from Bridget that says let's that Eddie is at a tutor so let's and she censors her text, which I like. Yeah,
0: the, you like this? I thought it was kind of
1: lame. I thought it was... They didn't really point it out or anything. It's kind of something you have to go... Oh, the censor, like, writes, you know, pound sign, <laughs> oh, dollar sign. Oh, my God.
0: Okay. Yeah. Did not draw the connection to her yeah. being a censor. Oh, my God.
1: She's uh, a yeah. censor, and so she censors her text yeah. instead of saying, let's fuck, it says dollar sign, pound sign, whatever, God you know. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really good. <laughs> that's but really good. But you didn't good. like it when, it when it didn't say the word on the screen just because you thought they had censored it for no reason or what?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. I've, I mean, that would have made it easier. I had
0: yeah. forgotten that she was a censor.
1: I liked, I liked the fact that the censor censors her own taxes. So she won't even use the word when she like wants to have sex. Um, and so the heat's going to be broken for three days. Like she's like, let me come over there and we'll, we'll finally do it. Um, and the heat's going to be broken for three days. So that means no sex for Larry. He can't have sex when it's really, when it's that hot, you know, he'll have to take his shirt off and the heating guy and I are both surprised. Like you have sex with your shirt on. And Larry's like, yeah. He's like, and the heating guy, who's a lot burlier than like skinny old Mister <laughs> Burns-looking Larry, is like, oh man, I love. I'll rip that off right away. He's like, yeah. I-, I love being free.
0: Did I? Uh, did I miss? Did you say uh, this is Will Sasso? I did not know that until the end.
1: Yeah, that's why I haven't mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised to see him. I'm like, oh, Mad TV's own Will Sasso. To me, he looked totally different because I remember when he was on SNL. And at least I think, wait, am I mixing him up with somebody? You might be mixing him up with somebody. I am mixing him up with somebody. I thought he was on SNL, but who's the guy? All right. I doubt I'm going to be able to find this. I'm mixing him up with Jeff Richards, which sounds nothing like Will Sasso, but he had a drunk girl <laughs> character okay. that he would always do. And so that's who I thought this was. Will Sasso, yeah, was only on Mad TV. For some reason, I thought he had, um, he made the jump. But did I think, Jeff Richards make the I, jump?
0: I think the only person to do both SNL and Mad TV was Taron Killam. Oh,
1: I did not know that. Wow! Yeah,
0: I think he's the only person to do both.
1: But Jeff Richards was the first person to be a cast member on Mad TV and Saturday Night Live.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah.
1: Then so he was on Mad TV in 2000, and then he made the jump to SNL from 01 to 04. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, very,
0: very short run in totality.
1: Yeah, totally. But I did not know that about Taron Killam. Wow. I, now I kind of want to see the Mad TV stuff that Taron Killam did because he was one of my favorites on SNL, and I hate that he, <laughs> you know, that his tenure at SNL because he was he was like in every sketch he was that like utility player. It's like yeah, Taron's in this and he's killing. I'm
0: very surprised that he uh, he left the show. I, I mean, I guess like you know you wanna you you wanna branch out. You hit a ceiling eventually, but. I, I think
1: it ended poorly. I think he was fired. I want to say that he just he was one of those people that was just like not renewed. Yeah. And he and, was as surprised as anybody. Oh, maybe. I think he wanted to stick around.
0: Maybe. But I know yeah. his his star, unfortunately, has not been as high as when he was on SNL. And that was like yeah. ten years ago now.
1: Yeah, totally. Um so he was on Mad TV from 01 to 02. and then he was on SNL from twenty ten to twenty sixteen. So wow, he had a big big break in there. Um, and he he's been on uh, he's been in Spam a lot on Broadway lately, which I would have loved to have seen him in. Um, oh, evidently that's uh, I, I still have time January seventh, twenty twenty four. He wraps up. Um, yeah, but let me see if it mentions why he because I I don't think no it doesn't say when he left. Oh yeah, I, I remember him as uh, the Glee <laughs> the Glee Club leader on uh... Community Community. Yeah.
0: Oh okay okay yeah yeah
1: yeah and he was one of those dudes. Jay Farrell was the other one that season who just their contracts weren't renewed and they were never told why. Or at least Killam says he was never told why his contract wasn't renewed. That's what surprised me so much is like he was he was like the Will Ferrell of his time on that on that show and then all of a sudden it's just like, e- you're not coming back and we're not going to tell you why. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Um, I wonder if he has an episode of Fly on the Wall because I'd love to hear um, David Spade and Dana Carvey talk to him about that. I'm sure he's talked about it um, before and that's probably it. I don't know why. I have nothing else to say about it. Uh, but I think he would have come back. Uh, and continue to kill um, but yeah this is Will Sasso of Mad TV that's why I didn't recognize him because I was thinking of Jeff Richards <laughs> um, uh, so let me see where the hell uh, was I oh the, the, it's at that point that the doorbell rings and it is Justin Brown and Leon answers and Justin is immediately you know cowering he's like oh I uh, didn't know you were black and well, Lee- well at first yeah.
0: off before like he looks up he's like open the fuck up Larry I want my money oh,
1: yeah yeah and Leon takes over at that point And he's like, oh, uh, I didn't know that uh, you were, uh, you know, and Leon's like, what? He's like, I didn't know you were black. And, and Leon, you know, treats him the same way that kind of Greg was treating Larry. Like, what? Does it matter? Like, what do you mean? I don't sound black or whatever. Um, and so uh, Larry, this shot, by the way, is my first vote for uh, cover art. Larry peeking around Will Sasso to see what's going on <laughs> in the front door. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, and Justin backs down immediately and, and doesn't even, like, require payment. He's like, uh, you know what, I, I, here's the estimate from the show. I think it's high. I'll tell you, I'll just take care of it. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, <laughs> so he backs down immediately. And Leon doesn't even have to do anything. And so when they close the door, Larry's like, that was amazing. And they're both like, white people. <laughs> Which I know it's hilarious too. Um, and Larry's like, namaste. And and I love Leon's line here. Namaste up in this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> If that's what they said after every yoga class, I would love to go. namaste stay up in this motherfucker. <laughs> so back over at Westwood Auto Body, Larry shows up and apologizes again, and his excuse this time is I have Aspergers, and and so now the tables have turned on Greg, and he's like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm I'm sorry, Jeff never mentioned, and then Larry's like, oh, why would he need to? And now uh, Greg is very apologetic to Larry who, by the way, is doing his best Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man impression. Uh, uh, you know, I, yeah, this, this is where I bad. thought <laughs> this
0: felt real bad.
1: Yeah, this is where I thought, like, they might have crossed a line. Cause he's like, yeah, I, I, he's like not looking him in the eye and he's like twitching and really doing like the Dustin Hoffman. Like, yeah, oh, I'm up Thursday. Yeah, maybe Thursday. I'm like, jeez, oh, <laughs> And it reminds me of when Larry pretended to have a stutter at the movie theater as well <laughs> yeah yeah it, it um yeah it it hit a sour it in a much sour note than just the conversation that jeff and and larry had tiptoeing up to the line now that he's actually impersonating someone on the spectrum and it, like it's so close it's such a rain man impression that um and i feel like they threw this in this was like pre-written it was he's like because Greg is like, oh, now he's offering Larry a ride. He's like, you need a ride? And Larry's like, no, I'm a good driver, very good driver, which is ripped right from Rain Man. If is you've it ever really? Seen it. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen it. Um, and so I'm like, that's just not funny. That's like boomer humor. Like, which is not, you know, even though Larry is a boomer, not what Curb specializes in. But, you know, it it, it was such a nod to Rain Man that I'm like, okay, nah, 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 namaste. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm stay. I'm not gonna stay. Uh, so over at Alfred Coffee and Kitchen, which opened its first location in Melrose Place, which I didn't know was a real place, but it is a, <laughs> a, a an actual street in Los Angeles. They opened in 2013, and this I surmised because they have a ton of locations. They have locations in like Riyadh and Kuwait. They God, have like damn. a bunch in all California, right. like but all the way up to San Francisco, and they're like international. Yeah, they're everywhere. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna Google every single location, but I did a couple um where we know that curb films a lot and so i was like you know uh alfred coffee brentwood and so i was like this looks like from google street view the san Vicente boulevard location in brentwood (laughs) hell yeah uh, where larry and uh leon are grabbing a cup of joe and he gets another booty text i I don't know if you say booty text i know you'd say booty call but it's Um, it's mm
0: -hmm. yeah I mean, I know it's not what she said, but I guess, like, the term would kind of be a you up text.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever you'd call that in in 2017, I guess. Maybe even booty call was passe saying that in 2017. Um, but it's another thing from Bridget saying, hey, Eddie is, uh, you know, gone for an hour. Come over to my place and let's finally do it. And Larry can't borrow Leon's car and he can't use the guest house because he's not going to. He's not going to uh, have sex where Leon has ejaculated ten thousand times, and so he starts running for a bus that is passing by. And I could see the streets in the background when this shot happened, and they were on San Vicente Boulevard. Yeah, let's I was go. right. <laughs> the uh, The intersection of San Vicente and Montana. There's a little there's a little uh, corner there, and that's where Alfred Coffee still is to this day. And now Larry is on the bus with the common folk. And he begins arguing with a woman immediately who is sitting in a middle seat. And while I agree with Larry, he's like, why do not you scoot over? Why you have to sit in the middle seat? And she tells him to, like, go find another seat. And she was there first. Essentially, we don't know what she's saying. She's speaking a foreign language. But um, it's at that point that we also hit another little sour note when Larry starts arguing with her in English. But then starts, he's not, he doesn't he say just, this directly, but he's almost like, like, ching-chong-ding-donging this thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, He's—he's not treating her with a lot of respect. That's for sure. Yeah, he
1: starts like mumbling in what sounds like the language she is speaking, which you know isn't a good look. Not a good look if you choose to do that with your life. Uh, however, um, Ron Funches is on this bus. <laughs> yeah, he does ask Ron Funches for help. Yeah. He does. He does ask
0: Ron Funches.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I'm wondering. I think he was credited as bus bus rider, but I would love if it was just like Ron Funches <laughs> who used public transportation in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, I would. I would love if he was just playing Ron Funches. Uh, but, um, but I, got to agree with Larry in this case, like public transit is intimidating. Like there's no way I could use it to get to work now, but I did used to take the light rail that we have here in Pittsburgh to work. And I loved doing that once I figured it out. But yeah, I did so much research like, all right, when do I pay? What do I do? What what do I need? I need a card. How much do I put on it? How much does it cost? when do i when do i swipe the card when i get on when i get off both what is it you know because if you don't do it as larry's gonna find out and people who do it all the time you're gonna make them late by doing whatever you you know and and so i will say it is a little bit intimidating now it's a little bit better because all public transit systems basically have their own app and they can tell you and even google maps can tell you how to get somewhere using a bus so it's like yeah then get on the 61 71 it's really easy you know but like but um like transferring and, and Larry's even really proud of himself later when he transfers. And I, I agree with him. Like, that's something to be proud of if you can figure out that system, especially spur of the moment. Like, he's trying to get somewhere, not doing all the research that I would do trying to get on public transportation, you know. But it is intimidating. You keep asking, like, does this go to uh, whatever? And and Ron Funges is like, you got to transfer at la cienega after that you got a couple options but then after that why don't you figure it out yourself essentially is what he tells him but larry says he finds the whole thing cold and unforgiving (laughs) um which i agree public transit can be as well because everybody's just trying to get somewhere and he does transfer at la cienega and i think he got like a paper transfer from the the first bus and and he gives it to the second bus driver he's like uh, transfer and he wants like he literally wants a cookie for it he's like huh did I, do a, I did it right, right? The transfer? And she's like, yes, very good, sir. Can you mind getting behind the yellow line? <laughs> um, and the whole bus is yelling at Larry to sit down, but he is talking to the bus driver, wanting her to go as fast as possible, and like, you know, making sure to go all through the yellow lights and stuff. And the whole bus is yelling at him, and it's at that point that the bus clips a car mirror on the side, and so now she's got to stop and leave a note, and it's all Larry's fault because he was distracting her, and she never would have hit that car window, and it's at this point that the Bus people advance on Larry, and in a last-ditch effort, he yells, "I have Aspergers!" to them, but they don't care, and they still literally throw him off the bus, yeah, which was another yeah. funny shot—an
0: <laughs> actual heave ho—and he's out. Although you can see him landing on a crash pad, like yeah, definitely, but, and like,
1: and, and, and I, it's I, also I'm a stuntman too.
0: No, oh yeah, obviously, a obviously. <laughs> it's not like yeah. I want to watch him bounce off the concrete, but like. Come on, can we pan up just a little bit to hide the
1: foam? It had echoes of Uncle Phil throwing out <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff on uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air whenever least, he would do that. At least It was that see, cartoony. You don't, you don't
0: see the Fresh Prince land, though. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. You don't see D- Je- you don't see Jeff Land on the yeah on the front, but it was it was the exact same kind of like bums rush. <laughs> like You're saying the heave ho, and <laughs> shows how much friend... I know about Fresh Prince. I'm like, he he
0: doesn't see you don't see the Fresh Prince land. I'm like, I don't fucking know
1: who's who. Right. Will Smith was the Fresh Prince. Jeff uh, was yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, Jeff was I, the I, one
1: who would always get kicked out of the house. Maybe, maybe Very Larry like. Maybe that's our next show. <laughs> oh man, I wonder. I wonder because that was like my favorite show as a kid. Oh my gosh, I love that. And so, and the bus driver says, If I ever see you on my bus again, I'm gonna fuck you up. And Larry goes, (laughs) I love Larry's, okay, okay, Okay. Okay. that's fair, you know? (laughs) Okay, yeah. So back at home, it's still hot, and Leon and Tina are still there. They're there once again getting it on, or so we think because it's so hot that it's Tina. But as Larry goes upstairs, he hears someone yelling, Oh my God. And Larry goes, (laughs) Do I hear a Jew? <laughs> and, and then, then the, she goes, the next line, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that, Ugh. and that's when Frolic starts to play, and that's the end of the episode and even though I know I said you know that Larry making fun of someone uh someone's you know language and ethnicity was not cool, I hope it's okay that I that I did the Jewish accent from the show. But... I
0: don't I don't know actually
1: <laughs> yeah. with everything going
0: on, I have no idea anymore yeah. Tim. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I I had to get across the, uh, you know, the thick accent that Larry hears. And, and, you know, I think Larry has mentioned before, you know, what Jewish women will and will not do. So the, you know, I'm not going to do that to Leon is kind of funny. Um, uh, But that that is the end of the episode uh
0: all right uh what do we got for homework this week
1: uh leon songs are any of those real like i know chuck d is an actual rapper but uh, did did something called the chuck d beat crew ever do a song called hey bro with trinity (laughs) (laughs) uh we'll find that out and uh sophie's choice what is that okay this is a very like life of riley we're finally going to understand these references Whenever we hear them now, even though the people who make them are dying off. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, what do we like for cover art this week?
1: Um, you know, I've already mentioned my two picks. Larry peeking around uh, the Will Sasso's, uh, you know, burly frame to see what's going on at the front door. Or Larry getting thrown off the bus. I think both of those are pretty funny. Yeah. I, you, any, was, anything else that I might have missed? I, I was
0: going to lead with Larry being tossed off the bus. Uh, but I also really like him just peering around Will Sasso. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make like sure a funny to. funny shot. I gotta make sure to include the word bus whenever I write this down for my notes because I'm gonna read this in a week and just see Larry being tossed off. What?
2: <laughs> what?
0: Maybe when that's what the,
1: the. Maybe that's what I'm not gonna do that. Maybe that's what at the end uh, <laughs> was for. I don't remember that
0: happening. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's see what we can do about this week's description. All right. So we had Larry Angers, a hot yoga teacher, comma, has an auspicious first date, comma, and seethes over a run-in with an unfair Uber driver.
1: I mean, now that I hear it, the Uber driver, I mean, it is mentioned third, and it is the story that you could cut from this, and and nothing really would happen. Like, I think he still could have ran for the bus. You know, like, not only will Leon not lend him his car, but he all, like, first of all, I didn't know Leon had a car. I thought he was always just drove what Larry had. Um, Me too. But but also, um, he can't call an Uber because no one will pick him up because of his horrible rating. So it does come into play, but you could also still cut it and the episode would be the same. Like, no one would question, why doesn't Larry call an Uber? Well, because the show is full of stuff where they go, why don't they just text? Why don't they just call? And we never question it. So, um, but I don't have to drop it either. I guess it's fine the way it is. Auspicious, by the way, means conduct conducive to success, favorable. Mm. So now we know. Yeah, I've only ever okay. heard it. I've only ever heard it with occasion after it. What an auspicious occasion! Um, Interesting.
0: A, a, an occasion conducive to success.
1: Yeah. What a favorable occasion. Interesting. Um, yeah. So now, now we know. Just like um, what was the one that meant close a couple of, of episodes ago? Uh, uh, I don't remember. But yeah, we're we're learning all sorts of great vocabulary <laughs> words. Thanks to, thanks to whoever they hired to do. The season nine synopses, which I guess are okay. How, how do you feel about this one?
0: I I like it. I think it's fine. You know, yeah. I mean, you already said it's it's long, but it's not bad.
1: Yeah. All, all we try to do is not make them longer. And even though we still fail at that, as as if they made a long one, that's on them. We can't do anything about yeah. it. So, well, uh, yeah.
0: Well, well, we can't make this week's any better, but maybe
1: <laughs> AI can, Tim. You are correct. Let me put the prompt in. Please yeah. write a synopsis of season son of a didn't copy all right please write a synopsis of curb your enthusiasm episode seven of season nine i wonder if i didn't give it the title what it would what it would do but i'm gonna give it the title (laughs) namaste here we go let me ask are you putting in the accents
0: for namaste or is it like namaste
1: i did not yeah it's namaste (laughs) um okay we start off pretty strong in the episode namaste larry david finds himself entangled in various social challenges he tries to navigate the etiquette and customs of yoga classes i mean there's only one class but that's like the closest it's ever come to, to something Ooh, actual yeah. while getting involved in a disagreement over the seating arrangement in the studio <laughs> uh, okay no. uh, that no. doesn't happen yeah no. As Although, that does sound like yeah. something
0: that would happen.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I want to be up front, or I don't want to be up front, yeah. or I don't want to, yeah. He, doesn't, Larian... want, he doesn't
0: want to be behind the, the fat guy, because he's just yeah. going to be staring into his
1: butt. And and by the way, I mean, I know this is something that a lot of guys would do, but it, it's also inappropriate to go to a yoga class and stare at the women, even oh, the teacher. Like. Very, very inappropriate. <laughs> yes, we didn't even touch I, on that because like, she's like doing a move, and Leon and Larry are just like like yeah, it's, drooling on it's her like, ass. It's
0: like Greg bringing it up and Leon bringing it up. Why? Why do we even have to say that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Why would? Why would anyone think it is appropriate?
1: Yeah. So, as Larry encounters different personalities during the yoga sessions, his behavior inadvertently sparks tensions and misunderstandings. Additionally, Larry confronts issues related to social norms and polite behavior at a dinner party. All right, that happened in the last episode, but at least it, and several other episodes, but his attempts (laughs) to adhere to polite conversations. Uh, or polite conventions inadvertently lead to awkward and comical situations resulting in his typical brand of humorous misadventures uh, as he grapples with social niceties in his unique style. Ah, uh, that typical brand of social misadventures. <laughs> I've never heard, I mean, it, it comes up on the new way to give just the basic what Kirby Enthusiasm mission statement is every single week and it's different every week, but it says the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's really weird, and, and it gets the episode wrong, so that's not what happens. It almost got it right with etiquette and customs of yoga classes. Everybody says namaste. You don't insult the spirituality aspect of it, <laughs> but then right away it's like, no, it's about where he sits. No, you, mess, you messed up. Not nah, messed up.
0: Not nah, messed up. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim, did you like this episode?
1: Eh, it was okay. I, I thought it was another average episode. I, I had a good time. I got some good laughs, as, as you heard in the episode. There were some fun lines, and I think it's a great... Uh, textbook episode. If you wanted to show somebody uh, what Larry David's all about, I mean, you get everything: making fun of ethnicities, making fun of handicaps, or, or I'm sorry, disabilities, or, or mental, uh, whatever you want to say, because um, even that is is uh, maybe ableist at this point. Uh, and um, and you know, seeing him with women and stuff like that, and you get some good Susie in, in there. But but as far as a star, I, I can't give it a star.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's it's a, a decent episode. It's it's an okay episode. Yeah. I'm not putting it above anything uh yeah. for, for consideration, like towards the top of the top of the season.
1: Yeah, but if you wanted to show somebody an episode of Curb and go, if you don't like this, don't even bother with the rest of it. This would I be think the that's one. To fine. Do. I yeah. think that's
0: a good I think that's a good I think that's a yeah. good descriptor of it.
1: It's a good I'm I just was trying to think of the same thing. I think I was trying to think of the same word you were. I was like, it's a good bellwether? Is that what I'm <laughs> that's not what you were trying to think of? No, I was thinking of oh, descriptor. Okay. Okay, a good descriptor. Yeah, I think I think I think. Let me see. Uh, the leading sheep of a flock with a bell on its neck. Well, what does it mean? And <laughs> what does it mean since the sixteen hundreds? An indicator or predictor <laughs> of something. So yeah, I think it's a good indicator okay. of yeah. yeah of whether or not you'd like curb. I guess <laughs> it's a good bellwether. It's a good sheep with a bell that leads the flock. That's what uh, I'm trying to say. Argy, matey, she be a good bellwether. But it really is the sheep that leads the flock. It's like, this is the one with the bell on it. This is, I mean, it wasn't the one that was, but like, I I think it still stands. I think my use of the word stands.
0: It's the absolute worst of the best. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, All right. Next week, we have got season nine, episode eight, never wait for seconds, exclamation point. Long title. Yeah. A bunch of long titles in this season. Uh, uh, original air date November nineteenth, twenty seventeen. And if you were looking in TV Guide that night, you were going to see Bridget asks Larry for a favor. Uh, I'm guessing it's asks, and I just mistyped that. Bridget mm. asks Larry for a favor on behalf of her son. Period. Larry earns unex. Mm. What? What was I do? What was I looking at? Whenever <laughs> I typed this, let me see. Okay, never wait for seconds. I got this totally wrong. Oh my wrong. gosh. Okay. <laughs> never wait for seconds, exclamation point. Bridget asks Larry for a favor on behalf of her son, period. Larry earns unexpected gratitude in a buffet line. I miss like subjects. I miss a word entirely. You know, okay.
1: Interesting though. It sounds pretty good. Um, Bridget's still around, so that's good for everybody. Lauren Graham's going to show up again and um, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see if that uh, synopsis holds up. Is that it? Yeah. I think that is it. All right. For no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy.
0: I'm Ted Hallwell. Be good.